This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Are you listening to Democratic operatives? They are disappointed in the way that this administration is messaging and getting out there the news that they think they should be bragging on. Not me telling you that. That is what they are saying. Go look at what David Axelrod has to say about the, the Biden administration. and He basically ran Obama's campaign. I mean, was the top guy. And I don't think they're doing it to be mean. And I don't think they're doing it because they want Joe Biden to lose. I think that they think Joe Biden could be a lot better than what he's being. And when I say that, I mean the team, the campaign, the apparatus. That you can't just do the stuff. you got to go out and convince people that you've done the stuff. And then on the other side, God, I don't have any idea what the messaging is. I think it's just be afraid they're coming to take everything that you hold dear and uh, this is the fight of your life. Is what I boil it down to. And that seems in some ways more effective at the present time than the other. But we've got months and months and months and a lot to go through before then. If you look at the stock market, if you look at you know, just, but the problem with that is, and we've got a break, I know, um, does that trickle down to people? You know, it's not costing less to go eat. You know, it's not costing less. I mean, you can paint to this bigger picture of the economy and, and by all means, all the stuff about the recession that was coming. I mean, all that's been wrong and, the, and, you know, job numbers are up and, and just about every area looks better, right? But does that trickle down to the guy at the gas station? Like your personal run in with the economy. Most of us aren't traders on Wall Street. Most of us aren't doing those kind of things. Uh, but we are buying groceries. We are eating dinner. You know, we are paying for gas. We are paying our power bill. How do you get that to resonate at that level? The kind of things you talk about around the kitchen table. And you and I have had this conversation a hundred times. How the economy is getting better. People are getting employed. Why is everything still so expensive? So it's not an easy message. And the diabetic thing may have been very specific and probably accurate in, in retrospect of thinking this is something we can directly tag and say this is cheaper because everything else in your life isn't. All right, we've got to take a break. When we get back, uh, we've got a couple of Millican students in studios with us here today, uh, and we're going to tell you about a project they have, uh, you know, making their own stuff and selling it. How cool is that? We'll be back. Stay tuned. What's up, Doc? A brand new medical podcast brought to you by Decatur Orthopedic Center. Join Dr. Sams and Dr. Sullivan as they take a peek behind the drapes into the world of orthopedics. They will explore the newest trends in orthopedics, sports injuries, and musculoskeletal health. These leading orthopedic surgeons will go into detail about surgery, life as a surgeon, and the impacting change of orthopedics. Find What's Up Doc at NowDecatur.com under the podcast section or anywhere you get your podcast. Budweiser presents Pizzazz this Saturday at Slider's Bar and Grill. Pizzazz is Central Illinois' favorite party dance band, and they're ready to see you for an early show at Slider's Bar and Grill. Don't miss a fun evening of dancing at Slider's starting at 4 p.m. Grab some dinner, get a butter Bud Light, drink and dance all night long. Pizzazz at Slider's Bar and Grill this Saturday, 4 p.m. Slider's Bar and Grill, located on Route 36 East Indicator. You've set your financial goals. One kid plans to go Big Ten, the other Ivy. Your bucket list includes seaside sunrises and sunsets on the slopes, or perhaps a second home away from it all. Busey Bank can help develop the right investment strategy to take charge of the years ahead. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. 
When you have car trouble and need a tow, trust Shaner's Towing. Shaner's of Decatur is your best choice for business towing solutions in central Illinois. Roadside assistance, farming, towing and recovery, auto repairs and tires and more. If you're looking for a fast and reliable partner for all auto and heavy duty needs, just visit Shaner'sTowing.com. Trust Shaner's and save their number, 875-2200. That's 875-2200. When accidents happen, when you need a repair, trust Shaner's Towing. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Back here on a Thursday, and uh, can't wait for this morning. We're going to be uh, principal for a day at Stephen Decatur Middle School uh, this morning, so we'll have uh, all kinds of stories for you tomorrow. Uh, you, we do a Millican segment every week, and uh, there's so much going on. Some weeks we have to do two, and uh, it is our great pleasure to welcome into the program a couple of Millican students, uh, Paige Colt, Senior Management Information Systems and Business Management major, originally from Finley, Illinois, and Emma Mallory, who is a sophomore business management major uh, and a member of Women in Business Student Organization. And you are a Mount Zion Brave, right? I am. All right. Well, good morning to both of you. Uh, we had, I think, another. Are you on the cross-country team? I am, yes. Okay. Uh, so it, how do you manage all that? That seems like a lot. Well, a lot of discipline for sure. Okay. Yep. All right. How's the cross-country doing? Pretty good, right? Yeah. We just got our first uh, cross-country champion uh, title in the fall last semester. For the CCIW? Yes. Ah, well, congratulations. Thank and that's, you. I thought, I, my notes here say for the first time in school history. Yes. Look at there. I think I'd start with that one. It's okay to pat yourself on the back. Okay, talk to me about this event that you guys have coming up. It's a maker's market uh, from Millican. Uh, I'm assuming that means exactly what it says. You guys make stuff, you sell stuff. Is that right? Right, and it's not always us making it. Um, it's a lot of vendors from the Macon County area. So this year we're lucky enough to have over 30 vendors coming to the event um, on March 10th, Sunday, March 10th from noon to 4 um, so this will have a lot of different things, like we said, Maker's Market. So there will be different arts and crafts and things like that, um, some handmade jewelry, um, other things like clothes and different design piece items, too. Okay. And so people have to buy a ticket or make a reservation because they just show up. Yep. Everybody can show up. Okay. Now, this is in the uh, the Bob and Debbie Johnson banquet room uh, of the University Commons. And, you know, if you haven't had a chance, I, I still refer to that as the new building, even though it's been there for quite a while now. Uh, it's a spectacular place. So tell me about uh, women in business. Is this a student-run organization? Yeah. It, uh, we have a whole bunch of different majors uh, coming together. Uh, and they have uh, goal-oriented uh, entrepreneurial endeavors that they uh, want to pursue. Okay. And, and so do you guys meet often? Do you, I mean, uh, is it something that's like a regular ongoing thing that you do all school year? Yes. We try to meet at least once a month. Okay. Good deal. Uh, all right. So you are uh, literally Paige a senior. Uh, what are your plans? What kind of big impact are you going to make on the business world? <laughs> I'm more on the IT of side of the business world. So after I graduate, I will go full-time with State Farm out of Bloomington as a software engineer. So I'm pretty excited. So you already that. got that lined up. I do. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and so will that mean moving to Bloomington? It won't. I will actually be remote, so I'll probably head back home for a little bit and save some money well, first. Well, it's a little cheaper living in Finley, <laughs> yeah. uh, I would imagine. Uh, and Emma, you're only a sophomore, but what do you think? What are you, what are you planning on trying in life? Um, I'm currently unsure, but I do have a State Farm internship lined up for this summer, so I'm just planning on doing a whole bunch of internships to figure out my path in life. Well, you know what? No hurry. you got plenty of time. Uh, all right, this Millican Makers Market is going to be on Sunday, March 10th from 12 to 4 in the University College. Commons and uh, you guys have, how, how did you get other businesses? I mean, I know, you know, how you work with fellow students. How did you go out into the community? Um, our first step to getting different vendors is really posting through social, social media on the women in business pages. And then we also made a post in the Facebook um, Decatur Small Businesses. Okay. They have a group with a lot of different um, people in the community, so we also made a post there that got us quite a few. Okay, so I'm reading clothing, soaps, candles, tumblers, jewelry, artwork, greeting cards, baked goods, and just a little bit of everything. What do you learn out of this experience, and, and what do you take from this? Because you, you're doing marketing. You're doing a lot of different things. It's just not the business side of it. Um, I think that we learn uh, how to work with the community members and also include them um, through each like individual thing. We also have student members also uh, work on 
these projects throughout the entire year to be able to sell for profit. Okay, and so this gives them a mini model of what the world's going to look like once they get off campus. Yes. All right, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, why did you guys make the choice to go to Millican? Uh, you know, sometimes kids, local kids, want to go somewhere else where they think it's better, and uh, maybe they want to go someplace where it's warm and not cold in the winter, but what made you go from Mount Zion to Millican? Um, being close to home was definitely a... It was uh, positive. Yes, very positive. But Millican has, like, a very close-knit type family, and I'm glad to know everyone within my classes. I'm glad to know my professors and just people that I see every day. Yeah, it's it's a much more uh, family-like setting, right? Yes. You're not a number. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Paige, how about you? I would say pretty similar to Emma. Whenever I toured Millican and kind of looked at the different programs, it checked a lot of my boxes off. And I went to Oakall Valley, so I think that Millican was the best choice for me, so I avoided some of that culture shock. Um, going from a graduating class of 35, I don't think I would have done well at a big university. Well, I think sometimes people think bigger means better, uh, and that's not always the case. Uh, all right, and then uh, what's next for the uh, the cross-country and track and field team? Um, we're currently transitioning to outdoor season right now, and we're uh, we just got done with our indoor uh, championship, uh, conference championship this past weekend. All right. And what does that mean? What do you do indoors? For indoors, I usually run the mile, 3K, and usually the DMR relay. Okay. Uh, and do you, are you one of those crazy runners? I mean, do you run like a lot of miles? Yeah. We, How many a week? Probably around 40. Okay. <laughs> it makes me hurt just thinking about it. Uh, it's pretty amazing. What's the team like? And, and I, I mean, this is a big part of, you know, if you're an athlete and being able to find that in a place like Millican, it's not a giant campus where you're just a number. Does that make for better teammates? Yes, it really does. Like, even though we have a very small team, um, we are all very, it's like family. That's why I joined because we are there for each other no matter what. And it's not just about the school or the running. It's about, like, life. Okay. And you feel like, um, and I'm sure people have disagreements, but I, I feel like all I read about on college campuses today is this disruption and that disruption. And I just don't, every time I go to Milliken, I just don't, I don't feel like that's the case. You guys, I mean, I'm sure not everybody loves everybody, but you seem kind of like one big family. Is that your day-to-day experience? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, whenever you walk through campus, you don't really see a face that you don't know or haven't seen before. So that's really reassuring and kind of comfort. comfort yeah, I think in large numbers, people can kind of like not like each other because it's harder to do that face to face when you know somebody's name and you and you know their backstory. Pretty impressive stuff. Nick, uh, March 10th, uh, you got any product you're going to sell here? No, I have no product, but I generally go to these and, and I've picked up student art. I think I got some soap, maybe candles one time and then a tote bag. So, I mean, I've seen it all. Tote bag. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Need stuff to carry all my wares. Well, <laughs> Just put that one by the door. The tote bag burn the booth right by, the, by door. the door. Uh, it's a good idea. All right, 30, uh, more than 30 vendors will be there all across, and you, uh, uh, cash, credit card, I mean, you guys set up to take any kind of payment? Um, it depends on each vendor, so they can take, like, Cash, card, Venmo, just kind of their preference. You never know when you go to something like this anymore, right? Because everybody's got a different way of doing it. So, you know, cash always works. Make sure you bring a little extra of that. Uh, all right, Sunday, March 10th from 12 until 4 at the Bob and Debbie Johnson Banquet Room on the third floor of the University Commons. Everyone is welcome. Parking, when you go, uh, I will tell you, uh, the disc of parking lot is uh, really, you know, towards the back there. You can just take the steps down and go across Main. That's a great way to park if you're going uh, from a spectator point of view or uh, someone who's interested in buying stuff. All right, guys, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a great event, and uh, we wish you best of luck. Thank you. All right. We'll take a break. Nick's got your three-day forecast. We'll be back with more right after this. Today's going to be sunny with a high of 48. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 31. For Friday, slight chance of rain and snow, mostly cloudy, high near 46. Saturday, sunny with a high near 62. The current temperature in downtown Decatur is just 27 degrees. Your WSOY time is 813. This Lugier weather brought to you by Shaner's Towing. Fast, reliable, 24-hour towing in the Decatur area. Call Shaner, 217-875-2200.
When you have car trouble and need a tow, trust Shaner's Towing. Shaner's of Decatur is your best choice for business towing solutions in central Illinois. Roadside assistance, farming, towing and recovery, auto repairs and tires and more. If you're looking for a fast and reliable partner for all auto and heavy duty needs, just visit Shaner'sTowing.com. Trust Shaner's and save their number, 875-2200. That's 875-2200. When accidents happen, when you need a repair, trust Shaner's Towing. Hickory Point Bank is invested in Central Illinois for the long haul. For every customer, for every community, for a strong future. They know that through charitable donations and volunteer efforts, local charities and nonprofit organizations can have a positive impact on individuals in need and improve opportunities for people in the communities we call home. At Hickory Point Bank, investing is who they are, what they are, and why they are. HPB in Action is about colleagues shaping their neighborhoods and engaging with their neighbors through community giving and community action. They realize that with collective efforts, they can make real change happen in the communities in which we all work and live. Each month, Hickory Point Bank will highlight these efforts with Community Invested, a live segment with Buyers and Company on WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and podcasts available online at nowdecator.com. Hickory Point Bank, Community Invested, member FDIC. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Well, switch to Pure Talk today and you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Now, qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and, of course, mobile hotspot. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword Pure Talk, claim your eligibility for your free brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving on wireless today and switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Have you Googled yourself lately? Are there negative posts from an ex-employee or from a former client? Maybe an outdated news article or sensitive personal information about your family? Search engines don't always get it right. But right or wrong, it's your reputation on the line. That's where Reputation Defender by Norton comes in. One of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. Reputation Defender has been fixing people's search results for over 15 years. Their cutting-edge approaches help you to wipe away unwanted information in your search results. They also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, helping you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. Take control with Reputation Defender. You can start by getting your free Reputation Report Card at reputationdefender.com or call 800-900-6177 to speak to an expert. That's 800-900-6177. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecator.com. <laughs> this must be like bad 80s soundtrack uh, music for movies. I thought it was just like 80s classics. Or oh, maybe 80s, it is. It's sort of 80s road trip. Okay, there you go. And a movie about the 80s road trip. A lot yeah. of those. Good morning and welcome. We're back here on a Thursday. And it has been such a crazy week. I'm super thrilled that we're out of that little window we had for about 24 hours. And uh, it looks like at least the wind is out of here until maybe Sunday. There's some more of that. But uh, temperatures will continue to be mild. We are very close to daylight savings time too, right? Yeah, uh, that I don't track. I don't want to even go on record with that. I don't look at that stuff. It's this month. Yeah, it's spring forward. Uh, and you got St. Pat's. Uh, well, I guess we're not into March yet, technically. Uh, but as of tomorrow, uh, right. it's a couple of weeks, I'm pretty sure. If you, I want to say March 10th. Yeah, so that's not far. We are quick. Uh, quickly headed there. And then St. Patrick's Day and St. Patrick's Day parade. Do you like a parade? Are you a parade fan? I'm fine with it. I like it. Okay. Some people really like don't like parades. No, I, I I'm neutral to uh, slight tick positive. <laughs> That's very specific. Uh, okay. Yeah. But I, if the family wants to go, then I'm all in. Like if we're like, hey, let's go to the Thanksgiving parade or whatever. It's like, all right, let's go. Okay. But I'm not gonna be like, hey, you guys, block out some time. We need to go watch some 
some scouts walk or something. I, I think that maybe my vision of it is a little bit uh, of having to do so many of them. Yeah, it's it's a work tainted sort of thing. Yeah, and and tainted probably is the right word, but it's not a negative connotation necessarily. It's just sort of the magic's worn yeah, off. Yeah, we've been doing that a lot. I'm also a habitual waver. So I have the problem of feeling obligated is, to wave at anybody that waves. What is a habitual wave? Because they look at you in your eyes and you're like, hi, hi, hi. It's like, oh, man. You have the, you have the need. You're compelled to wave. Wave I back. I am, yep. <laughs> so they're nice enough to wave I just to me. have never heard the phrase habitual wave. okay we'll be back in action tomorrow we've got some best of uh interviews what do we have coming up uh we've got the uh missy uh, batman with the uh community foundation in case you missed it and then the the mayor running down some stuff too okay all right we'll be back with you live at 6 a.m tomorrow morning have a great day enjoy the weather The CEO of AT&T wants you to know he cares. Got a uh, text message and a uh, an email. Sorry, I'll text him. Tell me. I'll hit the cough button. Uh, and I, yet I'm going to get a credit. Woo-hoo, let's go well, get coffee. Here, I can tell you, I can share you my entire communication with them. I'm a decades-long customer of AT&T. It's at AT&T. We apologize for Thursday's outage, which may have impacted your ability to connect with others. We value as a customer and commit to doing better. That's what I got. Okay, well. That's the whole thing. I got a text and an email <laughs> saying that I'm getting a credit. That a boy. But nowhere in any of that information can I find out what that credit is. I'm assuming I have to wait till my bill comes. Or click the link. I did click the link. And it didn't say? It, no, it's it's making it right, keeping you connected matters, your questions answered. Uh, was any customer data compromised? But, uh, I, I, well, hey, view more, not like they're collecting more data. Uh, oh, they already got it. So <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was this told is big, $5. Okay, this is a big fail, right? I mean, if you set people up to expect some sort of reimbursement and you yeah, give like them a month's worth of $5, then you're, you just kind of blew the whole thing, didn't you, by building up this expectation yeah, what of a math, credit? What, it's like when it's it's we have this pool of money that we're going to put towards this problem, and however many people are in there, we're going to divide it up. Not how much service was out, because nobody's paying $5 a day for their – you know, I mean, there's just arbitrary nature to it. Yeah. And the damage that it could have done to people. And, and this is the thing, though, with, with and you're dealing right now with with the whole waste management sort of garbage uh, area, and garbage waste. and yard yeah. waste. When it comes to service, now, I think there are many, many people, and I would put myself in that category occasionally, that are just, you, you your expectation levels are just too high. Humans run things, things fail, somebody misses a route. Somebody and nobody doesn't. wants to pay more for anything. And human well, costs go up. No, but 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 costs have gone way too far up right. in and every category. And service has gone down. So if you, you know, do all the things you're supposed to do and you pay the higher cost mm-hmm. and they screw it up and then they won't make it right or they want to make you the one to blame, that's an irritating experience. Absolutely. And we see more and more of that. Yeah. You know, because everything's automated. I mean, to the point that you might not even notice that big $5 credit. All right. Here's here's the thing that that, uh, on the whole yard pickup stuff. Now, I can't say this universally about every company, but if you have the big one uh, and you call in because they missed your garbage, uh, as they clearly did for us recently, uh, uh, you, you know, had it out. 
you know, 6 a.m. Yeah. Uh, recycling came through and picked up, but the garbage didn't. And you call, and, and they immediately go into, well, I'm sure there was a car blocking, and I'm sure there was a blah, blah. And so here's what you say from now on. Uh, yeah, you have cameras, right? Isn't that one of the things you promised and the city so council? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, or you well, can do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look. And then they go, all right, we'll see if we can get somebody outside. You, know? <laughs> you shouldn't have to do that. No, you shouldn't. But, I mean, I've even seen those cameras that they tell you are yeah. on every truck now. So I don't know if they're actually working. But my point mm. is, I, yeah. if they're working, you're going to see your yeah. guys drove right by and forgot it. Mm-hmm. And that happens. Get it. Absolutely. But we only have one <clears throat> bin, and you only pick up once a week. And you can't wait a week more with what they provide. It's it's a problem. You know, and, you know, I remember back in the day when we had all of the local haulers yes. I mean, primarily. And, man, you knew your garbage man. You knew his name. You knew his kids. They knew you. you and, know? by the way, I'm not putting any of this on the garbage men. I, I mean, you know, you know, things happen. You make a mistake. You thought you picked it up. You didn't. That, that happens. I, it, it's got nothing to do with the, the men or women that are on those trucks. I think Sometimes they, it does. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't feel like well, that's okay, our here, problem. Here's, here's one of the things. All right. They were, with the new garbage rates and rules, yeah. they're supposed to drop off a – Coming part of your service is you get one of their bins to put yeah. your garbage in. Well, there are two sizes of those bins, and they contracted with a third party to drop off the bins. Okay. Well, they all they ran out of the smaller ones, and so they only had the giant ones. Well, a lot of elderly people were like, "I don't want a big giant one," and so can't I mean, get it all the way down to the curb. Exactly. Or we don't have that much garbage. We don't need that. We want the smaller one. We don't have enough room to store this big of a, you know the whole thing. And would, like I had several accounts of people actually stopping the people who were unloading the tow saying, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. Well, here you go. You've got it. And and one guy, it's like, and they were charging him premium service when he didn't want premium service. And he said, well, you need to come pick up this bin. And they said, well, it, it'll be, and this was a month ago, it'll be mid-March. And he's like, no, I don't, I don't want it till mid-March. And the woman that he actually talked to a person said, I'll just leave it on the street. That's a violation of city code. He yeah. can get fined for that. Right. You know, it's just, it's nuts. But the, the third party people were arguing, saying, nope, you're supposed to have a bin. You know, it's just, it's. Why, why is it that, and I know it's tough for the council to make any decision on any of these things. You're going to get people upset no matter what. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't understand, you know, like yard waste pickup. I don't understand. I don't even know what I'm paying for, to be honest with you. Well, one of the things All I know we're is trying to do is feels like it's more expensive than it's ever been. It is. And they used to come twice a week. I know. And now they come once a week. But you're recycling more, so you may not have as much garbage as you would have had 25 years I, ago. I know of several people that were, when the new cans were doled out, they got two cans. <laughs> and then they looked, seriously, like whole streets worth. They got two cans and then looked at their bill. And they they were charging for two. Two bins. And, and had been premium. for a while. Yeah called the service and they said, well, our records didn't migrate over from the previous uh-huh. company. So uh, we'll look into how to maybe get you some back pay for we've essentially been charging maybe? you double. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Still going with that. Great. So what 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 can the council do? I mean, you, you just. Well, I, basically, I, I, when we were trying to negotiate this, it's not the council doing the negotiations. It's the city manager and his staff. And our deal was keep the rates as we know there's going to be an increase. Yeah. Try and keep them as low as you possibly can. Well, Is there going to be an increase in service? Well, that's not – That's not. we know rates are going to go up because gas and employee costs, everybody, well, everybody that's wants – That's true yeah. for me too. Exactly. But the reality of it is it's one of those things where keep it as low as you can. One of the things that um, the haulers didn't want to do, particularly the big ones, is pick up yard waste because it's manual. You know, for the most part, you have to get out and you have to load the bags of stuff. So the wire costs mm-hmm. up. Well, because you the cost of labor people to has actually, gone well, up. Was what labor? Well, but you still you have to get out of the truck and get the cans. Ask, I'm trying to answer your question. No, I'm asking what okay. a normal person. If you automate things to a point where you don't need the I same know, amount you're of still bodies, paying more to fast food place when you enter it on your app or enter well, it inside. Gonna, that's I mean, going to go. That's going to have a reckoning too. I know, but regardless, so the thought was, all right, give people a choice on their their yard waste. If you had premium service before, which meant you could put out all of the yard waste you wanted. And it was like another $2 a month. Okay. And I've been paying for that. We don't even do our own, you yeah. know, clippings and stuff. So, you know, and I didn't even pay attention to any of it. Well, now it's the people who want premium yard waste or have it picked up other than the six weeks in the spring, six weeks in the fall, which is included in your bill. Where are these rules? Where, where does all this exist? 
it's there is a your favorite place, decaturil.gov. There is a fact sheet on there about on uh, every company. I believe so. Yeah, and it should be coming out in the mail oh, to uh, Decatur residents. I just got a letter from you guys there Saturday. You is that right? what that's going to yep, be? That's what that's. Gonna I also be. got my uh, trash bill on the same day. Fantastic. So we'll, we'll juxtapose both of those together <laughs> at the great opening. <laughs> but anyway, the thought was you could have a choice of haulers to pick up your yard waste if you want to pay more. Mm-hmm. They wanted $120 up front. If you had more than the bin you're supposed to put your yard waste in, it was going to be $5 a bag. It's a lot of money, especially for somebody like the West End where you've got a lot of trees or those sweet gum balls that fall. I mean, you can have bags and bags and bags of those. Just say that again for me. Sweet gum trees. <laughs> okay. All right. Where, where do I find this on the website? I'm looking at departments. A link. I, I thought there was a link on the left hand side or one of them. Oh, I haven't looked at it. Uh, I, I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I thought maybe you might know. Um, so not looking at a computer, so it makes it harder. This is true. Try searching. Garbage and recycling info? Yes. Okay. Try searching. Like I've never There's been a to a website before. Well, it sounds like you haven't. But are, are you going to sit and suggest no. to me that you guys we have are, a good oh, website? We, we are, and have been in the process of uh, looking at new and improved websites. All right. Uh, so, basic service, expanded service. Now, is this service? Does it go across any company doing this? Because we have different companies. Yes, they all have to charge the same rate. Okay, so with this... the exception of yard waste. Okay. Okay. And, and how did that get dropped? Uh, basically it was to give you an opportunity to, you know, see if let's say you're waste management, you're in one part of town and you wanted to contract with Doolin disposal yeah, and have them come, what would they charge? Thinking that maybe it would be a better deal for some hauler to say, okay, well, I'm going to really clean up and really, this will be one of my focus areas. And the haulers, I think, took a look at that and this is crazy. I'd be going all over town, just picking up somebody's lawn here and somebody's lawn there. Now, look, this is the way government by the way, anyone, I, I ordered something from Champagne, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and the U, United States Postal Service sent it to St. Louis and then drove it back to me in Decatur, Illinois. Worse than that. I got one. No, no yeah. I'm just saying. So if you think that these garbage haulers are going to incentivize, you know, oh, I can get $2 more by driving. <laughs> I mean, th- th- who thought that was going to work? I didn't. I don't know. But it did not work out very well. So the council is going to revisit yard waste in March. Uh, so I, I found that by ser- hitting the word search or mm-hmm. searching the word garbage. Mm-hmm. It was on there. I have a question. Would you maybe you know this one? It says under the other changes to provide customer protections, it says if customer has a an entire weekly trash collection cycle missed, mm-hmm. the hauler must credit their bill for 50 yep. percent of the rate. Mm-hmm. If they come back and do it, obviously you weren't missed. Right. So you call them, they come get it. You're not owed the 50% or would you be? I don't know. And then also if they don't come back until the next week starts, they did miss it even though they came and got it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some clarification would help on that part. Okay. Well, I will pass that along. Yeah. (laughs) But I thought, I mean, everything else is pretty well spelled out. It's, it's right there. See, Brian, it's right there. I, Okay. <laughs> I'm not picking on Brian. I'm, I'm just saying. He I was picking on me. <laughs> You're the mayor. We're supposed to pick That's on my you. my job. Yes. Come on now. Uh, I'm saying if I'm 72 years old trying to figure out why you haven't picked up my leaves, uh, this is not that user-friendly. Uh, and it's and, also. And the, your 72-year-old resident is probably just going to call the city and get the question. Answered. Probably. <clears throat> um, what happens when I call the city? Well, hopefully you get great customer service. But who answers? Well, it depends on which number you call <laughs> which department. <laughs> See, all you got to do is ask the questions, folks. It writes That's itself. Right. I'm the mayor. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm not – listen, 99% of the time, uh, I'm super happy. Uh, my garbage service is fine. Mm-hmm. And, and comparatively, when you think about what you pay for things, you, you know, for people to drive to your job. house, yeah. pick up your stuff. I, and once again, I don't – the drivers aren't the problem. It, it's when you have – I mean, in my case, mm-hmm. I'm just saying they've always been very, you, you know – uh, professional and, 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 you know, I, I worry sometimes in the morning when I got to go around them, you know, and it's dark out and like they're on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. And, and yet it depends on what, you know, some guys are still out there picking up cans. Yeah. They are. I mean, it, I mean, not all of it's autumn. I mean, like they right. don't have the, all of them have the trucks that well, do that. Well, because a lot of people still don't have the, the right. bins yet. And I think they may have run out of some of them. They've got to order some. So you would think you'd know how many clients you have. All right. So there is a garbage hauler map. And rates, basic service, collection of one garbage cart tote. Now, does that include recycling or not? 
Yeah, you're supposed to receive a, a tote. No, but I mean, is, is one garbage, the basic service, is that not no, recycling? one garbage can and one recycling can. Is basic service. Yeah. Okay. Expanded basic service was collection of two garbage carts. See, I think I'm paying that fee, but I don't only I have am. one. I am, and I need to call and get that changed, and I, I'm paying more than I should. So I think that when they went from two times a week mm-hmm. to one, right, I got to look at that. That's my bad. Can you um, expand your recycling service? Is that a, a, an option at all? I think that it would be another. That would be like the expanded service. But we could get another blue tote. Yeah, okay. I know that if they, they were have on. The tote, well, yes. they were on back order because the city originally had the totes. That has now become a function of the waste haulers, mm-hmm. and so we stopped. We just you know let our supply diminish, and they don't know that they've gotten a new shipment in for the waste haulers. Okay. This seems awfully dense. Uh, I, I'm just, there's a lot there's of, a lot. I, I mean, there's thousands of words. And here. nobody's happy. Yeah. All right. So we can count on that. Then. Yeah, absolutely. I guess yeah, the good news is if nobody's happy, you can make a decision. No one's going to be happy. Yeah, yeah what? Well, you know, but nobody shows up when we're doing the budget. Okay. Everybody shows up for garbage. All right. So. One more suggestion for you. Okay. Now, this is public service. I know. I'll write this down. Um Recently, uh, uh, and you know, we've had conversations about buses and bus schedules mm-hmm. and, and yeah. all of that. Um, the city is not synced to Google Transit, um, and it's uh, free for transit systems. Uh, Lindsay's been working with some young men uh, about getting them some help on transportation and stuff. Uh, and it's kind of like lights are on and no one's home to the way everybody's using their phones as mm-hmm. far as access points. And I know with the new system, part of the deal was an app, an electronic. This isn't anything you have to create. This is already exists okay. within Google. So when you do okay. like your search for things, it should be able to tell you exactly what stop goes. I mean, it's just all you have to do is sync okay. it with something that already exists that everybody's using. On I phone will already. pass that along. Yeah. Um, and she did some looked all over the website mm-hmm. and and whatnot. We've never been in you know that close to yeah. trying to figure out bus schedules or I, anything I like that. I don't know how to do it. Uh huh. I don't. But there's a, my point is like the city doesn't have to invent the wheel. Right. Sometimes the wheel's already there. Mm-hmm. And you just got to sync to the wheel that's already been created. And get those wheels rolling. How many wheels are on a city bus? People on the bus go up and down. <laughs> What's the latest with that? I know you guys had a, uh, a study uh, session and some recommendations yeah, from transit. I mean, council's really on board with this micro transit, kind of like a city-based, almost Uber. Yep. And so hopefully it'll be in place by the end of this calendar year. If not, it'll be the first quarter of, of next calendar year. Well, then what does that look like with cost and, and you, you know, just keeping things up and the cost of, you know, repairs and uh, will there still be the same amount of buses? Will that diminish over the time? I mean, what's it, what's it look like a year or two from now? Well, I think there will be the same number of buses. The routes will change though. So you, there are some places where if you miss the bus, it's another hour before the bus shows up. Right. Now this is designed to be a more frequent bus so that there may be more buses running that route, but it's it's a changed route. And then you'll have smaller van-type things that will pick up. and, and So you're not subtracting, mm-hmm. you're adding on? It may be the same number of buses, but um, additional vans, as I understand it. And I don't know how many. We haven't purchased those yet. So, I mean, that, that's those are details that are coming. But, I mean, council is signing on to it because that really needed to be updated. How many times do you see a bus that looks like nobody's on it? Uh, my All entire life. Yeah, exactly. Except for high schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's just the nature of... I'm all for public transportation. Always have been, uh, but you got to be smarter in how you do it because you're doing it the way Chicago does it right. or someplace. I mean, you just it, and, uh, and we're, we're a different community even than Champaign that has U of I and you know people right. use public transportation all the time in a very certain area. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, so that's good, but it, it seems like you're just be adding on well, instead of saving. Hopefully, it will result in you know a much greener and more. Fr- better use because you know you talk about service if you've missed that bus it's no good to you right so um how much do those buses cost do you have any idea no not off the top of my head i'd, I'd be wrong 
in telling you. And we are going to a more electric model. So, you know, with the new bus barn and we've gotten a lot of grants. Okay. So, and we do get federal and state grants to help us with those transportation um, expenses. Let me ask you a question about that. Oh, good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Can I get some notes ahead of time so I can get actual numbers? uh, No, uh, get notes ahead of time. What are you? You're a broadcast professional. Yeah, it's correct. You literally, okay, you were a TV broadcast (laughs) professional. You you were a spokesman for uh, Governor Elvis. You walked around the block to give you notes. I'm asking. Let's quiz the mayor. I, <laughs> it's like a game show. Come on. Jimmy Fallon. You right watch here. what's going on in Chicago. <laughs> oh, have you seen that one mayor in Dalton or someplace? Uh, yeah. Oh, you need to look this woman up. Okay. She's, she has commandeered the police department as her private security force. Where? I, I think it's Dalton. Dalton? Let, let me look this up. Uh, well, I'm not right now. We're on the air. I'll, I'll give it to you. All right. Um, what do we charge for a bus fee? I'm not sure. But but students get like pass or token. Yeah. So do Richland students, I believe. But you know, by the way, Richland's one of those spots where if you miss the bus, you had a, that doesn't make any sense. No, it whatsoever. does not. I mean, like that shouldn't be the same as the 1800 block of South Oakland. Mm-hmm. I mean, Richland actually has a population that's there that are on very different schedules. Absolutely. Okay. And so, yeah, I'm sure that's one of the things they're looking at because, Brian, I mean, the bus system ran as the bus system because it's always run that way for, you know, 20, 30 know. years. And so my question about the yeah. grants, mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes grants are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's one when we actually get tax dollars back. It's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like bodies in general will sometimes spin to the grant. Oh, absolutely. Whether that necessarily fits into the long-term plan because we've got a hundred percent. Yes. You're, you're absolutely right. And Yes. Like we go down a path that may not be sustainable once the grant's done. Right. But we've gone down the path to spend the money and on the grant. And we'll get another grant or yeah, get renewed if we do what direction. we were doing before because that worked and that's how we got the grant money. So it's, you know, it's it's difficult. But we've got, you know, people really trying to do – since some of our, you know, Congress people won't bring money back, we have to work to get it. I Listen, I've been saying the same thing for months now. Uh, I, I don't understand it. We're a donor state, and, and the, the state of Illinois sends more money to Washington, D.C. than we get back. Ever. That's not red, blue. That's, I mean, that's not anything and, and at all. Th- that's true, even if we have a Rodney Davis who's actually working to bring the money back. Yes. Now and it's even Now tougher. it's even worse. Well, Nikki Budzinski is doing that. She is doing a great job. All right. So anything else you want to cover in the last minute we have here? Well, I thought we'd talk about the... Um, um, Electronic public notices of meetings. Okay, we may be out of time for that. Yeah. So. Well, no, we can. We can. I can kill another minute. Okay. You're trying to hurt Paul. What are you doing? No. You know what? We are. <laughs> we are very, very blessed to have to have uh, the Decatur Tribune. The problem is, I served on the local government, uh, local journalism the IML. task force. No, 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 no. Right. The local journalism task force, oh, which the, ran oh, from. Yeah. No, I mean they came up with recommendations. We did over the course of the last year that hopefully will be in legislate. Leg- goodness. Legislation. Yeah. It just ate up your whole minute not being able to talk. I'm going to go a little late. Okay. Um, But realistically, you look at how many news deserts there are. There are a lot of places that don't have anything. They don't have a daily paper. They don't have a Paul Osborne with a weekly paper. They've got nothing. And so when you look at the lack of how many newspapers have gone out of business since like 2005, like a third of Illinois newspapers have gone out of business. Mm -hmm. So now you have nowhere to get that information. So in a reliable way. So, you know, I'm not sure you can just throw out the baby with the bathwater, but I think we have to have a way to move toward the future, which is digital and more people get their news. But it is digital. Tribune is online. And when you put the notices in there, they are online. And he made the excellent point, which is the irony of this whole thing, is if you can do this on your own, why the hell are you sending a press release to the media to cover it? Well, you know, because we want to stir stuff up. But but realistically, you know, there are more people are getting their news online, whether but, it but, is the truth. I know. But and, you're, you're making the mistake that a lot of people do when you talk about the media today, even people in the media. We are here on a radio station, which is also being listened to through mm-hmm. a phone, which is also going to be podcast right. online. There, it's not one thing or the other. They are online. And, and I think we're going to have to have a gradual They just have an audience. Over. Unlike most of these municipalities, but a lot of the newspapers you have to pay to get the online uh, subscription, and it's gotten that's gotten so expensive that people just aren't paying to get it. Fair enough. 
All right. Have a great week. Now we got to go an extra 30 I, seconds. Okay, I got a quick question. Do you know anything oh, about here. dollar bag recycling bag service that the city had had for years? A woman mm-hmm. had called and asked if you still had it. Does that even make sense? Nope. No. Okay. We went to single stream about 10 years ago, maybe longer. All right. Gave hey, it a shot. Let's, let's <laughs> Thanks, do this. Bear. Let's do this. If you have questions, uh, send them to us before Monday's arrival. And I'll send, send them, them to over me. to the mayor so she has notes. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, and, and, I get to ask people who know. Yeah. I, I can't believe you were a journalist for crying out loud. Brian, that doesn't mean I know the cost of a bus off the top of my head. Okay. I mean, I do if it's a current issue and we're looking at it at a council meeting that's coming up. But, you know, I don't want to. We spend a lot of money on dump trucks and everything else. And, it, you know. I know. Okay. I I don't expect you to have all of the details on everything. No, I you, you can see that do. as a sign of respect, that I appreciate your intellect. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you think I've got that good of a memory. Yeah. But, yeah, it's getting worse with age. <laughs> that part I understand. Uh, all right. Well, maybe we could just do a, an Ask the Mayor segment every Monday. We'll That'd collect the questions ahead of time. <laughs> and then, you know, if people have those kind Good of... Good idea. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and that, we're all at service, well, see? I, you know what? I just did that with some second graders at um, Dennis. I saw that. How'd that go? <laughs> I love... They send you notes? Well, they sent me questions. Yeah. They had questions printed out. No. Now, I just got a bunch of uh, letters from some kids at um, Hope Academy. I'm going to be going to see them in March. And they had some you know, questions and some suggestions. I bet so they did. They did. Good for them. So I'm going to see them face-to-face, and we'll see what we can fix in this city. Well, I hope you're able to take them on. It's a tough job. I, I like, no, that, that is the best part of my job is, is school kids. All right. Mayor- and you, and being with you every Monday morning. At least it's not every day. We had that for a while. Like two years. First Mid Insurance Group, First Mid Bank and Trust, WSOY, and now Decatur have teamed up to bring you the First Mid Ticket Window with your chance to win tickets to see the beloved Illini play at the State Farm Center. Listen to Buyers and Company from 6 to 9 for your chance to win. When they open the phone lines, be the correct caller at 217-875-1340. Keep an eye on the now Decatur Facebook page for additional chances to win with the First Mid Ticket Window. And WSOY. Get excited. The Little Theater on the Square presents My Way, a musical tribute to Frank Sinatra, March 1st through the 10th. One of the most popular reviews in music theater history. Audiences and critics alike have hailed its powerful music, superb arrangements, classy style, and easygoing comedy. My Way celebrates the mystique of one of music's most iconic singers. Tickets are available at thelittletheater.org or call 728-7375. Unforgettable entertainment. Little Theater, big talent. Missy Bounds in studios with us here today. I learned uh, one of the, 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 the lessons that I learned early in my uh, career serving on boards or in different things was, you know, you didn't realize <clears throat> how far $500 could go that it could have. You thought about philanthropy in very large amounts and you, you thought about, you, you know, billions of dollars. And I think some of that still is a barrier to things like the Community Foundation because people can't see themselves necessarily in that, even though they absolutely could be. But I learned uh, and, and learned and then that was reinforced over the years with the Public Schools Foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you mean we can impact 900 kids with a $500 gift? You That's can. pretty cool. So I think there's still some of that out there that people, A, think I can't make a difference because I can't write a million-dollar check, which is not a, a right at all. But, B, just how these micro-grants, you know, how important they are to these organizations. How did this whole thing start? Because you administer all this. We do. And so these were actually offered in the early 2000s by the Lumpkin Family Foundation okay. out of Mattoon. And they did it for a few years and decided that a more efficient way to do it would be to work with local community foundations because they knew the organizations in their area and they had the relationships. So they actually put seed money in four um, community foundations. We were one of them. And we now administer the program. And at the time, we were giving away five to $7,500 a year. We have increased that steadily over the years. Since 2010, we've given out more than 146,000. In microgrants. Yes. That's just like, in you know, micro-grants. 500 bucks at a time, 800 bucks at a time. And, yes. and that's, I, I just I love when we get down to this level because I think people can relate to it. They can understand mm-hmm. what you can do with your own life and philanthropy and helping out. And, uh, you don't have to be a millionaire. 
Absolutely. And so these grants are really targeted toward educating the staff and boards and leadership of our local nonprofit organizations, because that's one of the things that when you're working on a shoestring budget, you don't always devote the money for training, and it makes an incredible difference. Okay, so do, uh, we want to make the list public here first, right? We and do. then we want to go into some uh, specifics about uh, three of these organizations. Yes. My understanding here. Uh, all right, so um, I, Nick, this is just, no one knows this yet. Well, the Community Foundation, but no one else knows. Let's Even the recipients. It. Even me. Let's go. All right. Uh, let's go right ahead. Let's start out with the Children's Museum. Yes, the Children's Museum is receiving $1,250 for for their micro-grant. And then Decatur Daycare is next on the list. Yes, they're getting a $600 grant. To, and, I'm sorry, go right ahead. Oh, I was just to say, just to provide some um, a leadership connections, national conference experience to their director. Okay, and the Decatur Family YMCA. Yes, so this is $1,250, and it is for a staff member to attend the NATO conference. Natalie actually came to us from the Y. She still talks about how fabulous that was. And some years they send their um, staff, some years it's board directors, and it's just, it's a great experience for them. I, I think Lindsay did that as a board member uh, one year, really got a lot out of that, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. All right, Dove. Yes, Dove. So they are doing an online training program with for one of their staff members, and they that'll be something that will really benefit the entire organization. Yeah, and that's one hundred and ninety nine bucks. Yes. But if you're an organization like Dove, one hundred and ninety nine dollars is food uh, or or clothing and shelter uh, for them to be able to get their jobs and have it paid for. What a great investment. Opportunity Center. Yes, this is $1,500. This is actually a little bigger than some of our normal ones. And this one, it's for a national conference that last year Tara Murray attended. And she brought back so many fabulous ideas. They had um, five different things that they implemented, including enrolling the agency in the Pathways to Excellence program. And then she also joined a study group for to become a certified community action professional. This year, they're taking several members of their leadership team to the conference. All right. Next up on the list, giving away today $12,549 in microgrants, the Energy Assistance Foundation. Yes. So, uh, $1,000 is going to that organization, and it's to attend their national conference to, for two members, and that is in Chicago this year. Well, that's a nice, uh, yeah. Yeah. You can take a, take a drive and not have to get on a plane. Exactly. All right. Good Samaritan Inn. Yes, and we'll talk a little bit more about them later, but theirs is one of our larger ones. It's $1,500. Okay, we'll go back to the details here in just a little bit. Making resources. That is 1250 and it is to send the Director of Clinical Services to a Certified Development Disabilities course that will, um, she'll get a new certification, so. All right. Uh, Meridian CUSD number 15, Meridian School District. $1,250, and that's to assist with the costs for an in-service workshop. They're bringing Dr. Todd Whitaker to, um, to their school, and he is a leader in the field of education and has authored over 50 books. All right, fantastic. Uh, Prairie Flower Montessori School. So this is another $1,250 grant, and this is for online training courses for two of their current assistants, one in toddler and one in primary. So. All right, that's fantastic. And then finally, and then we'll get into the details of three of these, the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Central Illinois, which I am a board member for all transparency. Yes, and we love them, and they are getting one of our larger ones, $1,500. Um, Abby um, Custer and Amber Kaler are phenomenal there. And so. All right. Great stuff. Now let's talk about these because I think it's important to know, like, well, what can this do? You know, what, what was it $1,500 can do? So the Children's Museum, the Good Samaritan Inn, and the Ronald McDonald House, what are they doing specifically through this? So we love this because these were really some original um, applications. Ricky Parker is incredible at Children's Museum, and she said it's an unconventional professional development opportunity. And what they're going to do is they are taking staff on a series of field trips. They're going to go see museums, parks, and other institutions in Illinois, Wisconsin, Missouri, and Indiana so that they can see what others are doing, observe best practices, and bring all of that back to central Illinois so that our kids in our community can benefit from what's happening happening all around the Midwest. 
and that's $1,250. That's, that's an incredible investment and smart, right? Because we all know that, you know, everybody goes, well, we want to do the original thing. No, you steal from what works. Uh, you go and yes. you see other ideas and other things. You know, somebody didn't go, well, let's just do a mural. They saw a mural somewhere else. And it inspired them to do a mural. Yes, that's absolutely how it works. I mean, why reinvent the wheel? Absolutely. All right. And then what is uh, next up on the list is Good Samaritan Inn. Yes. And so and these are all very three, very distinctive. I mean, when you think about what their mission is, all very different. Very much so. And so Nikki Besser, she is an good steward of dollars and she's very creative in her approach. And so this is actually to attend two two different conferences and to hire a consultant to come in and help them with some HR stuff. So one of the conferences will help them with their mercy gardens. The other one is specific to housing and homelessness, but they are really capitalizing on it and getting a bang for their buck. And you think about something like the Good Samaritan. And and, and what I love about the Community Foundation's vision, and, and Missy, I know you coordinate all this, so I, I mean, I don't know how, uh, are you choosing the amounts? Is there a committee that chooses the amounts? We have a committee. That's what yes. I figured. Yes. Uh, uh, but you know, you look at the Good Samaritan Inn, um, you know, there's not going to be a big overhead there, you, you know, and, and for them to be able to do what they do, they're doing it out of the goodness of their hearts, they're doing it to try to help people, yes. uh, but they might be able to do a better job, you know, with a little bit of training or a little bit of access to something, but that stuff always gets cut or doesn't make it into the budget to begin with because the mission is is, is getting food to people, uh, mm-hmm. and so you guys are able to step in, give them that professional boost that may at the end help more people because they're more effective at doing it, and if at the same time, you can't just, as a community, only do food to people. You have to have quality of life. You have to have health care. You have to have all these other things because life is simultaneous. It's not like one thing and then the next and the next. So you look at these three examples, the Children's Museum, which is all about education and quality of life and safe mm-hmm. spaces for kids. You look at the Good Samaritan Inn and what they're doing at a front level of feeding people on a day-to-day basis. Go to the Ronald McDonald House, which is when people are at their utmost crisis, uh, some sort of childhood uh, uh, sickness that puts a child in a hospital and they, they don't have to worry about where they're going to stay or how they're going to get a meal or driving back and forth. I mean, three completely different yes. missions, but also important in their own very own way. They are. And I think <clears throat> sometimes there's a misnomer that charity benefits um, the the less fortunate and that is true, but it also might be a little bit snobby because when you look at something like the Ronald McDonald House, impacts everyone. It does. And I mean, frankly, I've had the privilege of never needing their services here. What level of life you are when you have a sick child, mm-hmm. you are at your most vulnerable. All of us have the ability to be that vulnerable person. Look, I, I was sold uh, the very first time we did the fundraiser with them, and the mom joined us uh, from, was it Finley or, or down in that area, um, and, and their child died. Mm-hmm. But the difference of them being there and being able to spend their last minutes before she died, yes. uh, you know, or he died versus they would not have been able to get there before it happened. The, the, it is almost uh, impossible to understand what mm-hmm. the value is to that family uh, at, in the worst of, of scenarios. And, and then what it they is. do every day. I mean, so all of this matters and it's, it's got to be incredibly hard to choose, you know, mm-hmm. uh, between them. But I, I just the variety is so important to me because you think about just about every impact of our community or, or uh, demographic in our mm-hmm. community is impacted by this list. It is. It truly is. And, you know, and I think, and since you're a board member, I'm going to toot their horn okay. <laughs> for you, but it, it's not just that they provide a place to stay. I mean, if you've never had the opportunity to tour one of their homes, I would, I, I would encourage you to do so because they are amazing. It's not just an, an, a nice soft bed. It is they provide meals. They provide areas for other family members. I mean, it is, it's like a warm hug it's at a the home. end of a very difficult day. Yeah, and it's and, a home. Yes. And you're right across from the hospitals and, and, and it is amazing. So what did they grant? Okay. So this year is actually the 50th anniversary of Ronald McDonald Charities and they are international. They have um, houses in over 60 countries. And so they are going to be, um, they have their national conference this year and they are sending several staff members to the national conference. And we like the idea 
idea that multiple members mm-hmm. of an organization get to go. And there is a small match that comes in with these grant applications that the organization has to put in to have some skin in the game. Ronald McDonald House Charities is matching it much bigger than so we are doing 1500 for them because we just so believe in their mission and the hard work that they do. That's amazing. As always, they just keep doing it, Nick, Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday. We got another one coming up, right? We do. We've got some big ones. I, we get to play Fairy Godmother. I feel like I need a magic wand and should start singing bippity boppity boo. <laughs> uh, it is really the work that you guys are doing. And, and, and I think maybe as important, uh, is just the awareness of just how far and how deep the impact the community foundation has on, uh, the organizations and people in this community. And, and it's not considered to be some sort of out of the way private thing behind the scenes. You you know what I mean? No, it is not. And, and when you do this, and then hopefully more people will apply, and you'll hear new stories and more stories, and more people will give if you have the ability to do that. And, and if you realize that $199, right, mm-hmm. impacts Dove as an organization. It does, because that allows one person to take a training course that they will share with the rest of the organization yeah. to lift the organization up. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Good job as always. Thank you so much. And it's thanks fun. for being here. It is fun. Uh, the Community Foundation of Maine County Vice President. And she does all the hard work. <laughs> not true. It's a uh, lot of fun. Come on. It's not, there's a lot of work that goes in. You guys make it look fun and it is fun, but it's also a lot of work. And, and I, I appreciate uh, the fact that you have been such a great supporter of these organizations in this community for a very, very long time, and uh, the Community Foundation just keeps hitting it out of the park. Uh, we have, uh, I think we have two appearances next week, this as I true. understand it. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.